Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fluff to Buff Fitness Podcast. This is Johnny Rohrbeck here again today with my cousin, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Jake Wilkins. What's going on, buddy? How you doing today? I'm I'm doing. That's a whole lot of accolades, man. The man, <laughs> the myth, the legend. Boy, oh boy. Hey, I'm 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 a good warm up man, if nothing else. I appreciate it. You can be my hype <laughs> guy anytime. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Man, dude, Jake, it's uh, yeah. it's it's been a week. It's been a week, bro. And I, I'm, I mean, I, I gotta tell you, I'm really excited about what you were getting prepared for. I know that last time when we when we ended, I listened actually to um to the podcast that went live audio. The audio went live yesterday. We recorded it obviously before right. then, um, and realized that we got to the end. When I was like, "So what you got going on this week?" And you're like, "Well, you know, Saturday I'm going to be running 31 miles or 32 miles or whatever." <laughs> and I'm like, "We just really kind of skipped over that. How freaking massive that is, dude!" So, um, so I'm super excited because I'm realizing that yesterday when that episode went live is when you were doing the deal. So yeah, man. Um, so I was out there I, trying to get it done. Yeah. So I know, I know I, I, I started to call you, I was driving and I started to call you and then it dawned on me. I'm like, wait a minute. He's, he's, he's probably out running, freezing his butt off right now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, dude, I, um, I just, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I just want to kick right into that. Talk to me, cool. boss. Talk to me about yeah. about how uh, how you did, how you felt, how it how it went. Give me all the details, the nitty gritty. Okay, so I met up with um, five of my friends, and we went and uh, we went to go do the thing. Five of us. There was um, Rose Carr, who had been on here before, and. Um, Scott Wise, and then some other folks that we know, we got together and everybody had different um, ideas of what they wanted to do. I still was not 100% committed to doing it until, I don't know, probably my eighth lap of 10. Um, <laughs> dude, At that point, you're like, I got so much invested. I'm finishing this. I, seriously. Well, I mean, there a lot went into it, man. Um I started out with Scott Wise. He and I did 10 miles together. And up until about mile nine, I felt really, really good. Like I was, I was feeling golden. Um, my body felt good, no discomfort in my legs. My mind was in a good spot. And physically, like my blood sugar felt like it was okay. And then all of a sudden I started to bonk. I don't know if you're familiar with what the term is, but bonking is that kind of losing excuse me, your blood sugar kind of getting wonky and you feeling like you're just really depleted. Um, it, dude, it about took me out. I got to mile 10 and Scott peeled off cause he had decided he was only going to do that. He's got a, he's getting ready for a mission trip in Europe. Um, okay. and he wanted to physically like not be recovering in a week when he decided, you know, when he was going to oh, fly sure. out there. Yeah, that makes sense. So he had decided he was, he was going to peel off. And he did, and I made it another lap around, and um, I guess that would have been my. I, I finished my fourth lap, and I really, really started to struggle. It was, it was mm. really rough. Um, and you know, people were passing me, and I was kind of, I'd walk and run a little bit. Um, 
And then all of a sudden I heard this like pitter patter up behind me and I heard Rose back there and um, I heard her come up and she started talking to me and she knew that I was having a hard time. But from the second that she saw me again, I, I was not even halfway at that point, probably more like 12 of <laughs> 32 miles. <laughs> um, she found me and you know, she's like, Hey, I can, I, I know you're going to make this today. And I told her I'm, I was really kind of worried about it. And she said, okay, well, here's the deal. I'm with you in this. We're, we're going to do this together. Um, and wow. she started setting distances and she's like, okay, you see that, that mailbox, you can walk till you get to that mailbox and then we're going to run. And then I'll tell you when we can stop. And, you know, she, she just set me up and we did interval running and, um, throughout pretty much throughout the whole thing, um, to get me there. And what a friend, dude. Holy, I know, right? 20 miles. Seriously. Um, I did recover from that kind of bonky feeling within actually I'd recovered from that before I met up with Rose, Mm -hmm. but my head was gone at that point. And I really needed somebody. I needed, I need somebody to pull me along. Dude, I was, I was really, really struggling. And the way that the, um, the way that the race was is, is set up, you know, it's a three mile loop. They started out with a hundred or so of us, and people were all committed to varying distances. There were many people that just did a five k, and they just they blew it out. They wanted to go as fast as they could. There was another group that did ten. I think there was some that did twenty five k, and so one where all hundred of us are starting out and we're spread up across. Um, Three miles. Yeah, you can hear my dog. Maggie's just being an idiot. It's all good. Um, yeah. Um, so we're spread across three miles, which means that we're not super dense. You know, it's 100 people in three miles. But then yeah. we got people dropping off every lap because that was all that they committed to doing. Um, so by the time that Rose caught up with me, I, we were going like 20 minutes without seeing a, another person. And mm-hmm. I was I was really in a rough spot. And it was cool that she showed up when she did. Um, I sent a message to Jen just before that. And I told her I was I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling tired. I I don't you know, I don't know if I can do this. Um, so Rose and I made a, another like half a lap and then all of a sudden I saw Jen on the side of the road with one of her signs yeah. and it was awesome, man. She's just being sweet and encouraging. I, I, I posted it, um, in my personal post, um, and in one on E2M, but you know, it was just her being sweet and funny and goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice to see that, you know, I had Rose taking time out of her day and out of her race to give that to me and Jen taking time out of her day to come make sure that I felt welcome and well, not welcome, but what's the word? Just, I felt encouraged. Supported. And I did. I felt, I felt encouraged and supported and it was, it was super nice. It was. That's incredible. I'm so proud of you, Jake. What, what some people may not realize that are, that are listening, especially if they weren't listening, uh, haven't listened to last week. Um, is this isn't just, you're not like in Hawaii on some beautiful Island in 70 degree weather. This is actually called, it was actually no, called man. the frozen 50 or something like that. That's what this it? is. The frozen, that's what my shirt is. I, I earned this bad boy, the frozen 50 K baby. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and it's not just that it's winter time. You're in upstate New York. So yeah. what, what was the weather like this year? 
honestly, man, it was beautiful. It started out okay. in the um, 20s, and I think by the time <laughs> I was done, it was probably low 30s, which, dude, that's perfect running weather. Like, no yeah. no joke, because you get nice and warm. Um, if you, It'd be miserable to run um, that long and be even more sweaty and nasty than I was. Yeah, I hear um, you. Well, see, but I that's actually— a good, cool temp. When I when I, I had tried to call you, thinking that Jen may have your phone with her, you know, I wasn't sure, um, and I didn't get you, so I called her yeah. and was just like, "Hey, just thinking about Jake, you know, checking in on him." And she she mentioned that the weather was nicer this year, uh, that it was it was warmer. But when she said like twenty seven degrees, I was like, "That ain't nice weather at all." That's like for reason <laughs> you catch me running to the bed or to a hot tub in that kind of weather. Uh, right that's about it. Um, but she said that last year it was like zero with a wind and then with a wind chill or something crazy like that it started out at six degrees with a negative nine wind chill and we had 20 mile an hour winds and it was it was snowing and sleeting and everything it was a miserable run i did 25k last year um Mm -hmm. and i was very very grateful that the weather (laughs) was a little more cooperative this year i hear you so this was your first 50k yeah, yeah, I'd never done anything more than 17 miles, so I said, "You know what?" Wow. I started thinking about it. I was I looked down at my watch and I was at mile 27 and I'm like, "I just did my first marathon, but screw the marathon, I'm going for this ultra." Nice. You know, that's that's where that was. I was wow. uh, it was pretty awesome. That's what's crazy to me. So the longest you had run at any in any one stint was 17 miles and you just doubled that almost with 32 almost, miles. Almost, yeah. Great yeah. day, 31.97, I think, is what it finished out at. Wow, brother. Holy crap. So here's here's all the thoughts going through my mind, right? The stuff that we try to glean from our experiences. Because that's what you and I have done from the beginning here is we, we've shared yep. the struggles of our experiences. We've shared the wins. We've tried to share mm-hmm. principles that we learned. You had to be intentional and train and do your best to get ready for this thing. There was no, I'm just going to show up and be a badass today. I mean, you had to. You had to be preparing all along, and you've been doing that for quite a while, I would say, even if it wasn't with this particular race in mind. Um, your training, mm-hmm. your intentionality has been there. But also what I'm hearing is that with all the training in the world, there are still going to be obstacles we hit. And fig- oh, yeah. figuring out is today the day that I uh, that I that I do say you know I'm gonna run this 26 miles and be done you know mm-hmm. for for the sake of my sanity enjoyment uh, physicality you know safety all that stuff um, or is this the day that you have a friend who comes along you've talked about you know community and how important it's been mm-hmm. to you to have people run with you. Um, how massive is that dude that at like mile eight or whatever you said you were you or already kind of like, oh, you know, and then to yeah. have somebody come along and say, nope, we're getting you through this. Yeah. Um, that's just spectacular, man. I didn't I didn't believe it. I honestly, man, at, you know, mile 12, mile 15, I didn't believe it was going to happen. There was there was no way because I was already living in the pain cave. I mean, I, yeah. I was I was there. Um it was one of the things that Rose said to me was, and it, it was somewhat encouraging. 
I guess, but it it, it did kind of help me to get through. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Jake, you've never done this before. She's like, what you don't understand is that every bit of what you're feeling is normal. You've been running for 20 miles. It's normal that you're hurting. It's normal that you hurt more than you've ever hurt because you've never put yourself through this before. Yeah. And I think I'd had this idea of like, you know, we've, I don't know if we've actually talked about it, but I've definitely heard um, other podcasters and read about it a little bit. This concept of the pain cave, you kind of get in there, it's this place where your head has to go and where you just sort of, you kind of build a little house and you sit, you hunker down to be able to weather the storm, (laughs) right? Yeah. And I had thought that I'd been in a situation where I had to do that and Nah, man. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'd, I'd never, I'd never been where I was yesterday. And oh, wow. really thankful, thankful that Rose was willing to and able to help me kind of get through. Super thankful that Jen was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was getting text messages and I saw your phone call, but dude, I was, I was in a dark spot and I was like, I ain't talking to him right now. No, I, it's ain't fine. Happening. <laughs> I did not expect you to answer your phone. I, I literally was thinking Jen probably has his phone. Yeah. So that, you know, I was hoping hoping that she would answer when I called and I was like, I don't even know if I have her yeah. number. And I think I still had it from the family reunion from when we were coordinating everything that yep. year. But um anyway, so it was I'm glad I was able to get her. I'm glad you didn't answer because I would have felt horrible in my nice warm car hearing you out <laughs> huffing and puffing. <laughs> that would have been very bad. Um but brother, I'm just I, man, I, I say it all the time, Jake, but I mean it. I'm I am beyond proud of you for um, setting a goal, setting your intention, getting out there and doing it for mm-hmm. accepting the, 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 uh, lifeline, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. from, from somebody, cause you very well could have told Rose, nah, thanks, but look, I'm done, you know, yep. but for you to accept that lifeline that, that, uh, uh, what do they call them when they throw them out of a, a boat? The little, yeah, you, the, the life raft. Life raft. The life, life preserver. Yeah. yeah. Life preserver, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you chose to accept that. You chose to take mm-hmm. that help and, and keep going. And the fact that you finished it, dude, I'm just like, you could do anything, man. That's how I felt about you after you did that 70, uh, the you know, the Iron Man thing that you did. Like, dude, you yeah. can freaking do anything. Like, who in the world are you? Like, you need to run for president, Jake. Um, <laughs> this, this I don't know about that. <laughs> It's I don't just, know about that kind of trouble. It's just crazy, crazy cool to me, man. Yeah, absolutely, thank you very much. absolutely proud of you. Um, so here's, you know, curiosity wise, right? As far mm-hmm. as um, the challenges that you did face, have you been able to yet kind of think back through your training, both physical and mental training, like get kind of getting ready? Were there anything, is there anything that you feel like you could adjust if you decided to do this exact same thing next year? Like, are there things that you would adjust in your preparation going towards it? Yeah, definitely. Um, So first off, I I will fully admit, (laughs) I will fully admit that um, I was, I was undertrained. Yes, I would, I had been training towards it. I'd been working at it, but my plan for um, January did not go down like I wanted it to. Not mm-hmm. from a, I start. I was trying to blend the triathlon training and then this ultra training, and I didn't do a good job at it. 
then I got sick and I took, and that took me out for a number of days and I did hardly nothing from a working out perspective. Um, so I, I definitely was undertrained. I think I would focus on some more of that endurance training. The mm-hmm. other thing, um, I, as much as I hate to say this, I don't think I've been pushing myself as much as I could probably push myself because mm-hmm. I, Man, I don't, I don't know. Just the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, from a mental toughness perspective, I'd never been to where I was at yesterday in my head. Yeah. And I think for me to be able to deal with that kind of a thing more easily, I need to get there more often. I need to be, I need, I need to have a couch in that pain cave, not just lay on the floor. (laughs) 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 Um, no, I don't know, but I just need to get more familiar with it. Um, and the only thing I think I can do to get that, not necessarily replicate it with a 50K every month or something like that, but I yeah. do think that in my training, when I'm on my bike, I need to push every, I need to push harder. When I'm out running, I need more sprints. I need more, um, I need more hills. I need more of the things that are uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I need to challenge myself in that way for me to be prepared to do bigger things. Yeah. Um, if I want to stay the same, I'm fine. I don't have to do anything different. I just got to keep getting up and running and I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But if I want to do more and I want to do bigger, I need to challenge myself. I need to get, I I hate using this because it's kind of cheesy. And even though I have a lot of respect for David Goggins, I think it's, I think a lot of people have sort of turned his little quote about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. into something sort of cheesy, but I definitely can appreciate what he's saying. If you want to grow, you've got to be okay with not being okay. Yeah. Man, that's great advice. I think for all of us, no matter where we are, whether we're trying to make big changes in our nutrition, whether we're trying to make big changes in whatever other, you know, um, physical activity or sport or, or whatever it is we're, that we're trying to achieve, the big things we're trying to achieve. Um, that's really great advice, man. And it's coming from a guy who's fresh off of just running uh, like freaking Forrest Gump for, you know, how many days did it take you to finish? That was my other question is <laughs> in the end, how long did it take to, to do that? Is that like a four hour thing, an eight hour thing, a 10 hour thing? No, nah, it was a, um, definitely not a four hour thing. It, it took me, um, just over seven hours. Um, the guy who won it, man, let me tell you what, Johnny, this guy, not your typical runner build. I mean, he was like jacked, like which way to the gym kind of jacked. And when I saw him, I w- I'm not going to lie. I can't, we, we all got out there and I'm like, look at this joker. What does he think he's going to do? And then he takes off on a tear at like a seven minute mile or some garbage like that. And I'm like, oh, he's going to burn himself out. I'm going to be passing him in no time. That joker <laughs> stayed at 7.15 a per mile the entire what? time. The entire time he was there. Who was he so running he from? Did he have like an ex-wife out there with some court order or some crap like that, dude? Somebody hurt him. Very clearly someone hurt him. <laughs> oh, my um, God. But he finished that thing in less than three hours. He he not only what? took the course record. I think he took the course record for the – um, for the for the hot version. So Wilson Endurance Sports does the um, – the frozen 50 K and then in August he does the friggin' hot 50 and it's the same exact course. It's just 
you know, foot pop and seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually a little more comfortable and you get more people running and, mm-hmm. you know, um, different competition. I'm pretty sure he took the course record period. Doesn't matter when, yeah. when we ran it. Holy he was cow. just an animal. Like Angela said, not human. 100% not human. That yeah. dude is just, I don't know where he, where he came from, that's what he was crazy. doing. Crazy. I mean, sustained for three. I'm sorry. How long? Three hours and 50 minutes or something like that. Which that's for a lot of people, like that's sort of standard for for fast runners for a marathon, isn't it? Around four hours for a 26 mile. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're, yep. Those are, I mean, that's not considered elite. Elite's typically sub three, but, um, but absolutely, you're like average runner. 100%. 100%. No big deal. Wow. That's your, you know, your sub four hours. But wow. a lot of my friends that I hang out with, people that we've had on this podcast, still haven't gotten under that that four hour marathon mark. And they're crushing it every day. You know, they're out there, yeah. out there doing it. Um, wow. I don't know, man. The guy was just unreal. Man, that is so cool, Jake. So cool, so, brother. Well, I, I mean, I've, I could update you on what I've been doing since we talked last, but it ain't anything at all compared to what you just did it's like okay yes i want to hear about it though because you know that that was me that was my journey that was what i did i i'm here for you what have you been doing yeah i've been um doing intermittent fasting for the last um yesterday was a little bit different i flip-flopped my window uh, for a couple of days um to join rocks in a in a fast that she was doing um, for part of it, she did longer than I did, but I, I flop flip flop my window around to sort of match some of her time frame as well. But, um, mm-hmm. for the last eight days, seven, eight, nine days, something like that, I've been, um, basically after lunch, I'm not, I'm not eating, I'm not eating dinner and then I'm having a late breakfast. Um, okay. so I have changed that a little bit has made it a big difference in waking up, feeling lean, feeling clean, um, doing morning workouts. I know we joked mm-hmm. last time about me getting up early. Get up early. You need to get up early. And um, and I had done it once. I've since then probably four or five times now in the morning gotten up early, which is something I said I wanted to do. I really do need yeah. to work out earlier. So I have made that adjustment. That's not easy to do for me because I really enjoy that warm bed in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Um, my water intake has increased. Uh, the majority of my workouts still have been in Supernatural in the headset. Um, but I had set a goal. I wanted to make sure that I'm averaging a thousand points a day. I think right now I'm averaging 1200 points a day for this week. There we go. A little more than what my goal was. So in general, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the thing, right? Like it, it literally, when I compare to what other people are doing, I'm like, I, I didn't do hardly anything. Um, but I know it's not about that. I know it really is about setting our own goals and just, you know, having that consistent progress. So, so I do feel good. I feel good about where I'm at today. I feel good about what my, uh, achievements have been, what my efforts have been over For this sure. last week. So as you should be. Yeah. And it's really cool. So the intermittent fasting, the one thing, part of why I attribute me, my successful weight loss and all that really has to do with intermittent fasting, but not for the purposes that everybody like says. For me, there's two two things that happen with intermittent fasting. One, I just can't eat three meals in eight hours. I don't have time. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> and usually my my eating window is more like six hours because typically I start eating at lunch and then I have dinner. Um, 
usually around five or six, and then I'm done eating for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's usually a 18, 19 hour fast is what it really looks like. Um, So mechanically, I couldn't get enough food in to get to grab more calories which was right. kind of a cool thing but the other thing that i found that was really awesome is that from a workout perspective so if i worked out fasted i you you are in that fat burning zone so you don't have the hypoglycemia issues that you can have if you eat and then go work out because your body burns all the calories that you just put in mm-hmm. instead of having to go for your fat. That's and right. typically when people get that that hypoglycemic trough that mm-hmm. makes you feel shaky and all that kind of stuff, that's because your body has burned off all of the um, calories that you've put in your mouth and it's trying to flip over to you being able to burn fat. If you get up and you work out and you haven't eaten anything in 10, 12, 15 hours, your body's already burning fat. It's it's in it's part of yeah. that system so you don't have that trough. Mm-hmm. I feel so much better when I fast and I work out in the morning. Just from a system perspective, my body yeah. likes it a whole lot more and I'm glad that you're finding that too. Yeah. Um I think it, it was, I, it's a good thing. Yeah, you know it, me, I've it, been an advocate for it. For sure. And it was one of the biggest difference makers for me in addition to going to the gym and doing resistance training, uh, mm-hmm. weight training, weightlifting, um, was one of the biggest differences for me in making big strides in dropping fluff before. Um, mm-hmm. I've gone through so many different cycles of this <laughs> different ways that I'm trying to do this, right, with with my fitness journey. Um, but that was some some of the biggest, quickest, most readily felt results for me. Right. Um, and it, it r- literally makes a difference even in the energy. It feels like you're burning clean energy, you know, instead of coming in with a gut full of food and getting cramps and, and feeling icky, you know, from doing a workout. I don't want to feel icky from a workout. There's enough reasons, excuses mm-hmm. to not want to work out and exercise. Why throw one more at myself by trying to do it on a completely full stomach? Um, yep. You know, so... Uh, for sure, man. That's um, that's kind of where I've been, though. Like those are the adjustments again that I've that I've made recently, and I'm feeling pretty good. Really excited too, Jake. Um, especially coming off of you having just done this 50k um, about our next recording, which I know we need to nail down exactly when that's going to be. Friends who are listening to this podcast episode, you seriously need to check out our Facebook page if you have not done so already, because Most we definitely. want we want to be able to announce. Uh, a day or two ahead of time when possible when we're going to go live because we've got some special guests that we're lining up that are going to be on soon. One in particular that's going to be coming up the next time we record, which is going to be somewhere between next Thursday and Sunday. We're trying to nail down exactly when, but with next Sunday being Super Bowl Sunday, we weren't sure that would work out best for everybody. So here's why I'm excited. Jake actually sent me a link to a guy, and I'm going to share this on the screen real quick so that those watching yeah. can see who this is. So you can go follow this guy on Instagram. Bingo, bango. Travis Stewart, yeah. Yeah. Travdaddy underscore running on Instagram. Jake sent me a link to this guy's reel. Um, and we're going to share it here on the podcast. But what I'm, I want you to hear his message. I want you to hear what he's saying. 
and then we'll talk about it a little bit. But the exciting thing is he has agreed to be a guest on the podcast at our next recording. So he's going to be live with us here on Facebook, and then you'll get to hear as well the interview um, that we'll share on Spotify and all the platforms. But check this guy out, uh, and we will play this reel for you now. Up a 22 mile long run. It is my longest run. And it was the last long run of this marathon training block. And just all the emotions are really hitting me now. Um, it's been 15 months of training for this, 15 months of dedication and hard work. And I don't talk about this. I've never even mentioned it on here. And this is really personal, but I've done it with really no support from my own parents. Um, they just don't get it. They don't understand it. My marathon's 30 minutes away from their house next month, and they're not even coming. So that's whatever. But I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for the 13-year-old me who was really fat and overweight and who got picked on a lot really didn't like himself. I'm doing this for the 20 year old me who was over 315 pounds and fought bulimia for years on and off because he hated himself so much. Yeah, men can have eating disorders too. And I know there's other guys out there that keep it to themselves, but guys, it's okay to talk about it. There are other guys out there that have eating disorders and who have fought eating disorders in their past. You're not alone. I'm doing this for me, damn it. I love this guy. <laughs> right? He gets you all in the feels, man. There's a lot of heart in that video. There's yes. <laughs> a lot I'm of so, heart out there. So glad you shared that with me, um, Jake, because it hit me, I think, the way it did you as well. Just, you know, a couple of things. Like, first of all, the, the his as he was closing, like, I'm doing this for the 13-year-old me. I'm doing this for the 20-year-old me. I'm doing this for the right now me. I'm doing this for mm-hmm. me, damn it. Like I, I'm that's why I'm working so hard. He's been training for 15 months to get yeah. ready for his first marathon. Um, you know, the fact that he, you know, he mentioned, you know, like his parents are 30 minutes away from where his marathon's gonna be and, and aren't planning on on showing up. I want to tell our listeners now, and I and I'm gonna extend this invitation next week when we interview Travis as well. Um, any of our listeners. Any of our ABSN friends, our Supernatural friends, our run-walk friends that are anywhere near Atlanta, he's the marathon he's going to be running is in February, um, and it's in Atlanta. If you're in the area and you would be interested in trying to connect and greet this guy at the at the finish line, I just think it'd be awesome to support him just to be there and say, bro, we got you. You did it for you, but you inspired us. So like, we're here to cheer you on. It's one of the things I know I mentioned last time, you know, to Jake, like Jake, I wish so badly I was closer, man. Um, If it were even a day drive, like a five hour drive, like whatever, where I could get there, you know, man, I would just be there. I want to be there for you. I want to be able to to see you at that finish line so bad and and, and cheer you on while you're going. Um, And I, I just think it's worth supporting people when we see people who are genuinely out there trying to do the thing. Friends, you know how much difference it makes for you. When somebody comes beside you or gets behind you, Jake just told us about how Rose came up beside him and was like, what's up, dude? Let's go. Come on, homie. I got you. Here's how we're going to do it. You know, it just yep. makes such a difference. So 
uh, I would say it's it's our turn. It's our turn collectively, if we can, to find a way to encourage this guy. Even if you can't be there at that marathon, go follow him on Instagram. Go mm-hmm. follow him. Go cheer him on that way. But join us in celebrating this dude's incredible effort um, as he's seeking to to run his first marathon. Jake, what are your thoughts yep. on this, man? You excited like I am? I am. I am, man. I'm excited. Like you said, I, the the whole thing got me in the feels. It was the the idea that you know he's doing this for himself. The dedication that it takes fifteen months worth of training for something, man. That is that is huge. I don't know how old he is. I can't guess. But if we're taking fifteen months out of my life, we're talking about a large percentage. You know, a, a big percentage of somebody's life when you figure that you're committing to doing something like that. Um, yeah. That's huge. Um, I, I can appreciate every training run. I can appreciate the sweat that he's put into it. Um, it's, I don't know, man, it just, it just caught me. Um, I was the, the, the message, I want to be supportive of him because, you know, I look at some of his other stuff and he's, he's just a guy out there grinding, man. He's just out there. He's not trying to be flashy, not trying to, I I don't know. Just he's just trying to be himself and be genuine. And that's what I got out of that was genuine raw emotion and I can appreciate that. One thing I do want to say is and we've said it before but I just want to remind everybody and take take uh, a moment you and I both I think we feel the same way. We've talked about this you and I collectively we want to encourage everybody. It's not It's not just Travis. It's not just Jake. It's not just Johnny. I'm getting a lot of, you know, I appreciate, I absolutely appreciate Angela and, and Drew and Bruce and all, and, and Emma um, commenting I um, to me, but I really want this fluff to buff. I want our community to be, to be an opportunity for us to celebrate everybody and all that they're doing. And I just, again, I, I want to know what you're doing, not because I care, uh, not because I care to measure you, but I care because I want to hold you up just like yeah. with Travis. I want to hold him up. I want to say, Hey, look at, look at all that you've put in. And yeah. Travis, now I have a greater appreciation having your longest training run was longer than any of my runs. Having pushed myself past that, I get it. I have an appreciation for what you're doing, and I have a ton of respect for what you're doing. So, yeah, that's thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being genuine. And again, to everybody in this community, please let us know. Again, it's not about measuring, we want to hold everybody up, we want to lift everybody up. Yeah. And one of the coolest ways we can do that is by joining each other on our Facebook page, man. It's a great place Mm -hmm. to be able to post comments. Uh, You can send messages to us. You can, um, you know, just connect with other people and celebrate what's happening as we continue to engage there as well. So, Jake, I appreciate you, bud. Again, thank you for sharing that. Kudos absolutely for your achievement this week and all the effort that you put in and your continuing effort as you're moving forward. Next week's going to be another exciting week, and we can't wait uh, to visit again with all of you friends out here in Internet land. We'll catch you next time on Fluff.